Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news. The networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This is the broadcast for October 27th in the year of our Lord 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, our website, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Download the iPhone and Android apps. They're getting better by the day. We're uh, listening to folks and adding features to the app as we go. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. A quick recap of yesterday's show, still available on demand at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. We had two guests on. Our guest, Dr. Scott Bradley, to preserve the nation is his goal. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. And we also had our guest on Lowell Nelson Campaign for Liberty, campaignforliberty.org and ronpaulinstitute.org. Um, and we had a two-hour show with Sam and Kurt and Lowell and Dr. Bradley. And it was a two-hour special pre-election broadcast. And we talked about the fact that we insist we change our state constitutions only when absolutely, truly necessary to preserve the sacred cause of liberty. Dr. Bradley uh, brought the principle forward that simply said this, hey, vote no on everything unless there's a compelling reason to vote yes. Don't vote for change unless there's a liberty-minded, solid reason to do so. And don't be deceived on the reasons. For example, they want to change how we relate to slavery in the state of Utah. And of course, we're not for slavery at all. But if you're not careful, they'll back into a manipulated viewpoint. You know, what is slavery, right? And if you're not very careful, they'll wordsmith you into a corner and you won't even realize it's been done to you. So is there a compelling need to change the slavery details in Utah? When was the last time you saw someone that was in slavery? Saw someone fleeing from slavery? Well, the only time I know is when people try to flee from the IRS and the government takes their home and shuts them down, a.k.a. Ken Cromar is the latest example that I know of. Ken and Barb's story is riveting. Sad to tell, so if we're going to do that, let's just abolish the IRS. We don't need to change the slavery wording, right? That's kind of the point we're getting at. Be very careful, folks. Change oftentimes is not a good thing when it comes to the government's relationship to you. Limiting power is good. We don't seek for power. We seek to pull it down. All right. We talked about that in detail. Hour two, we broke down the seven amendments on the Utah State Constitution. They want to make changes. Say no to every one of them, folks. The two-hour two hour, uh, pre-election broadcast, the special, continued into the second hour yesterday. Utah has seven amendments on the ballot. Please vote no, no, and no on all of them. We talked about Utah County, Utah, vote no on Prop 9. Um, our preference would be a five-person commission rather than a three-commission members and a mayor plan. It would be uh, more power in the hands of the people. It's a far better representation of the people and far less expensive, by the way. 
Is not voting at all an honorable option from time to time? We explored that in detail as well and decided the answer is yes. It shouldn't just be done because you don't want to vote. It should be done in a sense as a vote in and of itself. I'm not voting this time for president, for example, because I don't find a worthy candidate. That doesn't mean that you're just negligent and not voting at all. It means you're intentionally saying, I'm not going to vote for this position because, hey, I'm not going to vote for something that's horrible. I'm not going to vote for a bad choice. And if we want a good choice, somebody needs to run. We need to put a good choice on the ballot. So strategically choosing not to vote is a legitimate, wise, honorable thing to do if done strategically, not done just out of laziness or whatever you want to call it. Anyway, that's the summary of the broadcast we had yesterday. Great talk radio, in my humble opinion. Of course, I'm a little biased because I was part of the panel, but there you have it. I believe we had broke down a lot of uh, real important principles for folks to understand. And many people could say, well, Sam, that was so local to Utah, it doesn't even matter. And my response to that would be, we rarely talk so locally about politics. I agree. This is a national and an international show, to say the least. However, I will say this, though. The principles that we brought forth can apply to you and your county and your city and your town just as readily. This idea about voting, this understand, these principles that we discussed can be applied anytime, anywhere, to any election that you come across. All right, without further ado, news the networks refuse to use today starts now. Kurt Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. Amy Coney Barrett confirmed. Congrats to her. Now let's overturn Roe, Kurt. Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. I mean, and, Let's get and the it whole done. point, you know, some people say, well, you sneaky Christians. And I just look at them and think, you know, ladies and gentlemen, the only way for a safe, you know, good society, the only way forward is it's got to be wrapped in keeping the commandments of God. You know, if without that, there is no hope for safety and security, um, and that's so vital. And and keeping these uh, babies, innocent babies, protected and able to live, you know, with life, liberty, and all that, you know, able to become voters, so vital. Yep, able to become taxpayers, able to become voters, able to become. You know, productive members of society. So, you know what? I am delighted that Amy Barrett uh, got confirmed. Congratulations to her. And now let's overturn Roe. Uh, you know, the Roe versus Wade decision back in 73. Let's jettison that murderous, um, what do you want to call it? I don't know what word to use because it's not law. It's, it was the color of law in the first place. It violated the Constitution. Uh, that murderous agenda. Let's overturn it. Let's do it immediately. Just imagine if they could slam dunk that before the election, Kurt. They won't, but I sure wish they would, and they certainly could. Now, to those who say President Donald Trump is a racist, I guess the um, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas administered the oath to swear in uh, Ms. Barrett, and I guess they did it uh, on the White House I guess it was a White House ceremony Monday night or last night, Kurt. Do you want to respond to that? 
racist Donald and let the, you know Clarence Thomas roll out, and so you got a black and a female, right, Kurt? Mm-hmm. Isn't Donald supposed to be hate filled to both? Well, of course, Sam. I mean, you know, he and he can't even get along with anybody. Of course, you know, and I mean, he's what getting along with us, Clarence but... and Amy. That's exactly right. The rest of the Supreme Court justices did not attend, Kurt, on a sad note. Mm -hmm. Now, they say this is unprecedented, President Trump and the corona trotting out these people without masks. And that's all they can talk about, Kurt. But when was the last time you saw a black justice swearing a female justice, Kurt? I'd have Mm, to research to even know if that's happened before. Mm -hmm. Has it happened before? Not that I'm aware of, you know. So I don't know. I mean, we'd have to research it, but, you know, this is interesting. A black justice swears in a female justice. Now, by the way, I don't really get into a lot of this. Who cares if she's, uh, you know, he's black? Who cares if she's female? I don't get into a lot of these milestones because I believe it's just Mm -hmm. children of God swearing in children of God, no matter who does it, right? But I'm bringing this up because isn't that something that if the tables are turned, they'd be like, look, this is historic. They'd be saying, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Uh, but I don't find okay. them saying a word about it. I just be like, oh, man, Clarence didn't have a mask on. Donald didn't have a mask on. Amy didn't have a mask on. Oh, those horrible people. You know, kind of an idea. It's like, what? Wait a minute. That's what you're going to focus on when your candidates on the campaign stage didn't have masks either? Really? Uh, so there you have it. I just find the whole thing very interesting, Kurt. They ignore what is most important. Um, I don't know how to even research this, Kurt. Do you say black justice swears in female justice and see if that's ever been done before? Mm, yeah, I guess so. I'm just not sure. But, um, you know, I, as you said, uh, you know, the thing that we celebrate is um, good people. You know, Clarence Thomas. Um, Amy Coney Barrett, you know, uh, President Trump participating in, uh, well, a necessary part of what our Constitution calls for. Oh, I get it. Now the blacks are saying that, see, Justice Clarence Thomas isn't authentically black, Kurt. That's the deal. That's why it doesn't matter. Yeah, I get right. it now. If, if he were, then he would be burning down police cars and, you know, starting buildings on fire and stuff like that, right? That would show his true color. Yeah. Anyway, Um, how many black justices are on the court, Kurt? As far as I know, we just have ones, yeah. Huh. Wow. I don't really know how to respond to this. You know, so I guess the problem is Clarence Thomas isn't, quote, legitimately black. Huh. How do you define legitimately black? All right. Liberty Roundtable Live continues. Congratulations to Amy Coney Barrett. I'll tell you that right now. Let's get some action now. We'll talk about that on your radio.
The runner on third takes a short lead. Elwood glances over. Now back to the plate. He sets the pitch. It's swung on strike three. They've won it. They have won it. World champions. Jim, what's it like down on the field? John, it's a madhouse down here. I'm, I'm trying to get to Bob Elwood, the winning pitcher. Bob, Bob. How does it feel, winning the seventh game on a strikeout? Yeah, I, I, I thought he'd be looking for a slider, so I came on with my fastball. World champions, is this the greatest moment of your life? Absolutely not. Jim, the best moments for me are breakfast with the kids, long walks with my wife, just holding her hand, you know? Marriage, you're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Jim, when was the last time you held your wife's hand? Well, it's, it's, it's been a while. I tell you, you need to step up to the plate, Jim. For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. As you all know, Roe versus Wade has resulted in some of the most permissive abortion laws anywhere in the world. For example, in the United States, it's one of only seven countries to allow elective late-term abortions along with China, North Korea, and others. Right now, in a number of states, the laws allow a baby to be born from his or her mother's womb in the ninth month. It is wrong. It has to change. Americans are more and more pro-life. You see that all the time. In fact, only 12% of Americans support abortion on demand at any time. Under my administration, we will always defend the very first right in the Declaration of Independence, and that is the right to life. All right, getting rid of Roe versus Wade is something that could be done. Oh, I should say getting rid of Roe. Anyway, getting rid of that court case uh, manipulation and going back to the pro-life stance that America stood for for, what, a couple of hundred years before the abuse began in 1973. So Justice Clarence Thomas, a black justice, administered the oath to a female justice. I find that very uh, interesting. If it's happened before, it hasn't happened very many times, I'll tell you that. I don't believe that it's happened before, but I, I don't know yet because I'm still trying to figure out how do you research definitives on things like that, Kurt? Mm, good point. Okay, there might hard. be some expert on the court, but uh, like in the uh, Breitbart piece about it, uh, says that uh, Justice Thomas is the longest serving justice currently on the Supreme Court um, and that... Um, you know, uh, you had, uh, you know, like you said, the number of people were there. The White House was decorated. A couple hundred people were at the White with, House. Kurt. Very good. The uh, White House was decorated with lighting and large American flags. Um, President Trump says it's highly fitting that Justice Barrett fills the seat of a pioneer for women, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, at least in my opinion, a lot better. Uh, well, no question. And he agrees with that. Be. He's just basically, you know, right now, why take a slap at a lady who's passed away? It's like, hey, yeah. you know what? We're moving forward, and it's a great opportunity to fill this seat. You know, it, hey, his point's right. I guess she happens to be the fifth woman to serve on the Supreme Court and the first mother of school-aged children to sit on the court. Um, 
you know. Uh, yeah, they don't talk about Trump the first black justice or you know administering a, an oath to a female justice, right? That, I'm telling you that's historic because the Democrats always say, "Well, we've had the first black this, we've had the first female that, we've had the, we're going to have the," you know, and they keep going, right? But all I'm telling you is mm-hmm. that's very, very interesting and telling. So, you know, I pray that we can get this done, get rid of a row. That's only one item, though, Kurt. There's two or three other items that I think we could slam dunk to. Um, there is a case before the courts talking about the legitimacy of Obamacare. They need to take that up before the election, Kurt, and then the Democrats, or the Republicans, I'm sorry, can say we did do the job on Obamacare. It took a bit because the swamp's so deep, but we got her done. So I think that they ought to reject Obamacare. They ought to overturn Roe. And then what do you think the next thing they ought to do, Kurt, would be? I've got an idea, but I want to know your thoughts. Any thoughts on this? What, what else could they do that would be heroic and huge? Well, it's, it seems to me that you would just um, study your Constitution carefully, and um, any time you were presented with any um, new uh, court case that came before you, you'd just look and say, well, is this... Um, does it match? Uh, I mean, yeah, is you should there do that for sure. Something here, and uh, um, and then anything that didn't, uh, hey, is just gone from uh, things as we return America. The next thing I would do is overturn the same-sex marriage. marriage yep, good point. Uh, and I would say, you know what? Um, you can say that we don't have the right to overturn this because, hey, the previous justices said. And my response is, the previous justices uh, moved the mark beyond. Uh, president. They jettisoned president, and all we're doing here with jettisoning Wade, or Roe, I'm sorry, jettisoning and overturning Roe, all we're doing with rolling back Obamacare, all we're doing with rolling back same-sex marriage is we're simply saying we're going to go with the uh, case precedent that was established before these wackos went psychotic on us. That's all. So those are the things that I would do immediately if I were given the chance. If I were uh, on the Supreme Court, I would push for hard. So we'll see what's going to happen now. One of the things that um, is brought up in a uh, Breitbart piece is uh, Supreme Court may revisit Pennsylvania vote-by-mail case with Justice Amy Coney Barrett as tiebreaker. So that may uh, be something, uh, you know, quickly done. Yeah, that's a good point, and I hope they do that as well. Now, Kurt, I don't know if you know this, but six out of the last nine justices were appointed by conservatives uh, or Republicans. Did you know that? Well... Is that right? Yeah. I mean, when you look at it, um, you look at the, uh, uh, um, you know, basically you've got, um, they call them conservatives, which is kind of hard to, you know, but you got George Bush and all these, you know, you had the Bushes in there and then, you know, there were, there was the Obamas and the Clintons and, you know, it just kind of depends on when people either die or uh, I guess some of them do re. Uh, retire from the Supreme Court. I haven't uh, seen it really uh, much, at least that I can remember. But it's typically uh, when that happens. And, you know, you look at the president, three of the nine uh, being replaced in his four-year stint. That's pretty... uh, So, Kurt, if six out of the last nine justices have been appointed by conservatives... uh, This is significant. 
And uh, in my opinion, this really, you know, has been an argument for my whole life. Sam, you got to hold your nose and vote for a Republican. The guy's far from perfect. But you know what? Really, it's the uh, Supreme Court that the reason you vote for Republicans. Look, they can change the way things are for decades to come. And so even if you don't like the president, he'll put a, a more conservative person on the court, a better person than a Democrat will. So the logic is, hey, Trump will put somebody better on the court than a Biden, or Bush will put somebody better on the court than a Clinton, or et cetera, et cetera, down the line. And so even if you don't like you know, who's on the court, listen carefully, Sam. You've got to realize that you've got to vote Republican because, man, even though the president, even though, the, even though all the problems you can find, look, it's about the court, Sam. Now, Kurt, haven't you been told that quite a bit? Yes, I have. All right. Now, they've got it done. You could never hope for in our lifetimes, probably in the next 50 years, 100 years, you can never expect a conservative group like the Republicans, and I kind of said that a little bit tongue-in-cheek, to make this point. You could never hope to get that many on the court. Now they say Republicans are the ones who have really packed the courts. I don't think so. I just think it's fallen to conservative uh, people this time more than others based on a variety of factors. Okay. Donald Trump has been very, very lucky to be able to, you know, appoint so many himself. But I bring this up because <clears throat> the Republicans now have zero excuse. Either this whole argument that I've been taught my whole life. Man, you got to get Republicans in place because they'll put good people on the court. That's really critical for decades to come. Now that they've got six out of the last nine, they'll never have better odds than that, Kurt, ever. It's kind of like what, when I pointed out before when we had the House, the Senate, the White House, and the courts. We will never have a better opportunity than this. Well, they blew that opportunity big time. I mean, they couldn't get anything done. They couldn't pr protect President Trump and defend the border. They couldn't protect President Trump uh, and, and get rid of uh, Obamacare. All right. <clears throat> well, now that they've got six out of the last nine justices, they'll never get better odds than this. They'll never have the majority like this that they've had, and they'll never have that many in a row that they have put in place. So, Kurt, this is serious. If they don't deliver now, Kurt, as the court to overturn Roe versus Wade, it'll never happen. Now, Roe versus Wade, by the way, was already <laughs> decided by a Republican-dominated Supreme Court. Did you know that, Kurt? I don't remember that. So exactly, this time they've got to get that, it done. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the list of the uh, Supreme Court justices. The oldest one happens to be uh, Stephen Breyer, uh, 82 years old. Um, so let's was, be clear uh, so people understand, Clinton. That's the oldest by age. Uh, Clarence Thomas is the oldest in terms of sitting on the court. So one's the oldest in terms of age as a person. The other one's been on the court the longest. I just want people to understand. Right. And and you're just looking at them thinking uh, who might be next to uh, move on, if you will, you know. Um, he, you know, does, they say, according to this uh, list, uh, lean liberal, um, and uh, then after that, you have uh, Justice Thomas and Justice Alito um, that are, you know, both, they say, uh, you know, 72 years and 70 years old, uh, 
um, respectively, uh, the lean conservative. After that, you've got Sonia Sotomayor at 66 years old, um, appointed by Barack Obama, a liberal. Um, John Roberts, they call him a swing um, voter. Um, he's uh, 65, appointed by George W. Bush. Uh, Lena Kagan, uh, appointed by Barack Obama, 60 years old, liberal. Then uh, you know the rest, Brett Kavanaugh, Neil Gorsuch, and Amy Coney Barrett. Back in a flash, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Amy Coney Barrett has been confirmed as the nation's 115th justice on the Supreme Court. My fellow Americans, even though we judges don't face elections, we still work for you. I will do my job without any fear or favor and that I will do so independently of both the political branches and of my own preferences. I love the Constitution and the democratic republic that it establishes, and I will devote myself to preserving it. Democrat Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts. Originalism is racist. Originalism is sexist. Originalism is homophobic. For originalists, like Judge Barrett, LGBT stands for let's go back in time. Originalism is just a fancy word for discrimination. USA Radio News. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer, and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th, and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And, of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Unrest turns to looting, arrests, and injured police officers in Philadelphia Monday afternoon as police shoot a man armed with a knife. 27-year-old Walter Wallace Jr. was having an altercation with another man when police arrived. Mr. Wallace turned his attention to police and was approaching officers. He was commanded to drop the knife but didn't, according to police. Officers began to retreat, and when the suspect was about 10 feet away and ignoring commands, police opened fire. The police officers then rushed Mr. Wallace to the hospital, where he later died. Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw at the scene talking with the community. I'm here to listen. I don't have answers for what happened today, but, you know, I understand, I understand what you're feeling. An unidentified man at the scene vents to 6 ABC Action News in Philadelphia. They didn't use 
use a taser. They didn't use a taser. They didn't use a taser. And why are officers in the community that's not of this community? They're not of this community. So when they're coming down here to police this community, they're scared. USA Radio News. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, so back with you live. So the point I'm making is, look, the Republicans better deliver now. Because if they fail at this, Kurt, then I can say, look, you know what? You guys always tell me to vote Republican for this reason and that reason. But you know what? When they get control of the House, the Senate, the White House, and the courts, they don't get it done. Roe versus Wade really was decided by Republican-nominated Supreme Court folks. And now they get the opportunity and they got control of the court again. You'll never have a president put three justices on when there's already, quote, three justices put on by a Republican. You'll never have six out of the last nine put together by a Republican again. You'll never have better odds than now. And if they don't deliver now, Kurt, all their arguments literally go up in flames. Any thoughts on this? Well... You know, we saw kind of a, at least in my opinion, a similar situation in the first two years of the president's, uh, um, well, uh, when he was elected in 2016, we had the uh, House in the so-called hands of the Republicans uh, with uh, Paul Ryan, who, in my opinion, was, even though he was uh, selected as the vice president for alongside of Romney, uh I really don't know if you could really find a more uh, insider kind of guy, at least based on his activities uh, later, and uh, and uh, you know, swamp monster kind of guy. And now he's uh, on the board of Fox News, and I think he's uh, helped move it um, much more to the uh, left, if you will, uh, whatever you want to call there, more socialist, more communist. Um, and so it's, you know, it's really difficult to really evaluate uh, when is it in, quote, Republican hands. Well, um, when a Republican you know, I'm, I'm elected person really, nominates somebody to the court, you got to say it's in Republican hands. Yeah, good point. Um, I'm really surprised at uh, Mitch McConnell. He seems to be, uh, even though uh, Rush Limbaugh always calls him the turtle, um, he seems to be showing um, some backbone. Um, he is up for ele- re-election, and so uh, he's, I guess, looked at it as a way to, uh, you know, um, get that done. And so uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi says about him that he's uh, not a force for good in our country. So I guess based on that, that he is a force for good in our country. Um you know, that's kind of how you figure out there you where go. things are. All right, in Roe versus Wade, the outcome was 7-2, to two, Kurt, primarily hmm. by a Republican court. All right, you got Harry Blackman, Republican Nixon. Nixon appointed him. You got Warren Burger, Nixon, Republican again. William Douglas, FDR, Democrat. William Brennan, Eisenhower, Republican. Uh, is it Parker Stewart? Eisenhower, Republican. Thurgood Marshall, uh, LBJ, Democrat. Lewis Powell, Nixon, Republican. And those were who dissented were only two, and both were not Republican nominated. 
Byron White, Kennedy Democrat, William Rehnquist, Nixon, I guess Chief Justice under Reagan. So Nixon nominated four justices, Kurt. Three concurred on Roe versus Wade on the outcome of the case. So the bottom line is Democrats did not nominate the Supreme Court that produced the Roe versus Wade outcome. And so, you know what? Now we're hoping that it brings it back and overturns Roe. I pray that it does. <laughs> but history shows, Kurt, when the Republicans get power, contrary to their claims, they don't deliver. They talk an incredible game. But in the end, they don't deliver. So it's a Republican Supreme Court that put uh, Roe on the map in the first place to murder 60-plus million babies. And it's a Republican-led House, Senate, White House, and presidency that failed to jettison Obamacare. So, you know what? A Republican court produced Roe versus Wade, Kurt. There you have it. I, I just, I'm not really here to attack the Republicans when they got this win. But I am here to highlight we need to be very serious and intentional, Republicans. If you want a different outcome or a different legacy, you better be dedicated and vigilant, and you better get it done fast. Because, Kurt, if Trump loses, we don't have a Republican president anymore. It'll never happen. If uh, we lose more of the House or we lose the Senate, again, the opportunity will have been squandered. So we need to act very rapidly, Kurt, or we'll never be able to get this done. Now, I pray that we uh, get uh, Republicans in power, and we really see. I mean, I would love it if we got the House, the Senate, the White House, the courts, everything, you know, supermajority courts, um, majority in the House, majority in the Senate. You know, I would love it. But it would be crunch time, to say the least. However, we are seeing some positive signs too, Kurt, by the way. I wanted to highlight that reality so people know the truth, okay? Because I don't like it when people run around and tell me, oh, you got to get Republicans banned. They'll take care of the courts. Uh-huh. Like they did for Roe versus Wade, that kind of stuff. Is that what you mean? All right. But anyway, there is good news, Kurt. The New York Post and the Washington Examiner both endorsed President Donald J. Trump for re-election in separate Monday op-ed pieces. Did you know that? I did see that, Sam, and um, it's, um, you know, refreshing to have um, some, what I'd call some um, major um, news media pieces that, uh, with the courage to do that. Yeah. It's rare, but there you have it. Mm -hmm. It's a, you know, it, like I say, it's good news. Now, I don't know if you know this, Kurt, a lot of people say Donald Trump is a Jew lover. A lot of people say Donald Trump is a Jew hater. A lot of people say, wait a minute, his son-in-law and his wife, you know, his daughter, they're Jewish or whatever. And a lot of people say this and that. And oh, man, he's a racist. He's a hater. He's a this. And he's a... I don't see any of that, Kurt. I see a, a black man swearing in a woman for the Supreme Court. And then I don't know if you saw this story, but literally hundreds of Jews took to the streets of Manhattan and Brooklyn on Sunday to show their support for President Donald Trump. They say it sparked small altercations across the city as they went as the Jews for Trump convoy passed through the city. 
Now, I'm not really for the altercations or whatever. I'm just saying that's an interesting twist, too. What I find fascinating is, is it the blacks? Is it the Jews? Is it the females that are for Trump? Or is it just Americans, Kurt? See, I don't like to break it up into these groups. I like to just say there's a lot of Americans for Trump. Some of them are male. Some of them are female. Some of them are black. Some of them are white. Some of them are Jewish. Some of them are evangelical. Man, the whole world seems to be for President Donald Trump as compared to Biden. They just don't want to admit it, so they have to create these fractional groups that are for it. But anyway, I say good for that Jewish community uh, who have the guts to stand up for their beliefs and and, uh, decide they want to back Trump. That is uh, very interesting, isn't it, Sam? And, uh, you know, uh, like you said, there were a number of people that, uh, you know, didn't greet him properly. as they cruised around, uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, it highlights the differences uh, where we find ourselves in America and how it's not just a you know a little uh, well I don't agree with that. It's you know <laughs> in some cases uh, it comes to blows, and that's uh, you know a sad thing that we see. Yeah, and we're going to see more and more and more tumults among the people, Kurt, as, uh, in my opinion, we turn our back on God. The less moral of a people we are, the more tumults and fights and arguments and things you're going to see across the country. When I look at, um, you know, the at least the endorsement of the two, uh, you know, the Post and the Examiner. Well, um, you got to say Washington way, yeah. Post. Yes, good. I'm in the New York, New York Post, Post you mean. and the yeah. Washington Examiner. Um, Just because there's other posts out there, you don't want to have people think it's the wrong one. That's right. I guess uh, according to the Western Journal piece about it, uh, 44 outlets have endorsed the former VP. That means uh, Biden, uh, while four news sources have backed uh, the president, and it kind of gives you a you know that's like a tenth. Um, you know, a little less than a tenth uh, backing the president. I'd say uh, if overall, uh, you know, if you're going to look at ABC, CBS, NBC, and all that kind of stuff, then you're going to still have uh, way fewer um, backing the president. Who are the other two, Kurt, besides the um, Washington um, yeah, Examiner and the New York Post? Yeah, I was just looking there to Post. see. Um, trying to see that uh, anyway while you're doing that i'll give you a couple of people that are endorsing president trump as far as i can tell liberty roundtable live endorsing president donald j trump Uh, again is he perfect far from is he the best we've got bar none without a doubt i kind of wonder too maybe the mainstream press ought to try an experiment should i tell you about it on the other side sure all right quick pause ladies and gentlemen you are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. 
With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, so I got a little experiment the mainstream press could try, Kurt. They claim that Donald Trump is just evil, that he's not nice, that he just takes a swipe at everybody and that he always attacks the media. But you know what, Kurt? When most of them won't endorse him, they're against him. Every comment they make is against him. They've created this warfare mentality. The president's always been kind of a guy that hits back hard, you know, and stuff like that. And is that good? Not necessarily. Nevertheless, what the mainstream press could try as an experiment, in my opinion, Kurt, is they could clearly go, hey, we're going to be as nice to the president as we can. Even when we disagree, even when we catch him in something that we don't believe is the truth or is as we see it or whatever else, we're not going to take on the president. We're going to be nice. We're going to ask softball questions. We're going to treat him kind of like we treat Clinton or Obama or Biden. We're just going to be gentle and patient. And, and let's see if the president's nice and how the president responds. You know, we're going to go ahead and do things that really invite <clears throat> a spirit of, of acceptance. Not even an experiment of agreement. Not necessarily an experiment of acceptance in that you're uh, accepting his view or his take or his, but acceptance, I'm going to accept that that's his view. And even if I disagree with his view on him, I'm going to accept that, hey, he deserves respect in that view. Just imagine that the mainstream press tried that for 90 days <laughs> and they didn't have 99% negative coverage of the president. And they didn't have these hostile, you know, uh, gotchas or take advantage of somebody because of their words or dig a pit for the neighbor kind of mentality. They had more of it. You know what? We're going to be kind and polite and appreciative. And, and we might completely disagree, but we're going to. And how would the president respond, Kurt? Do you think it'd just be hostile and hate filled and attack and punch back and get crazy all the time? And how much responsibility will they take regarding uh, his behavior? Now, I agree he's responsible, too. It's his own behavior. And I agree that, you know, even though they're very vile and unkind and everything else, he shouldn't strike back so hard and make a big deal out of it. He should just, you know, he should do more of, in my opinion, what a Ron Paul would do, which would be a very humble response or whatever. He should do a little bit more what a, uh, um, oh, what's his name? He's the guy that's at the head of HUD. Uh, ben Carson. Ben Carson. He should be a little bit more humble like a Ben Carson where Ben would just be like, oh, man, I'm sorry you feel that way. Kind of an idea, you know. 
but he isn't, and we know that. And so, but what if we, the media, and I say we because I'm part of the media, what if they were to, the mainstream press, were to just take a soft approach? How would the landscape look? What if they were to come back and say, you know what, congratulations to, to Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, the Republicans, you know what, got a win here, and you know what, uh, we're happy for them. We don't believe Amy will do great for the courts. That's our opinion. That's fine. But you know what? Uh, the White House event was incredible. Uh, you know, it's the first time a black justice has ever sworn in a female justice that we know of, at least on the Supreme Court level. This is great. You know what? We're glad that, that a mother and a woman is on the Supreme Court. We're glad that, you know, okay, can't they find something to be glad about, be grateful about, be positive about, be, even though the pandemic is melting down, at least the the government moves forward, right? Whenever the government stalls, they want to say, see, it's, it's never moves forward. But when government moves forward, they want to criticize it. What, can't we just come back and say something good? You know, imagine America where they say there's a ceiling on blacks and a ceiling on women. And, and, and the man who is president now, who they claim is a racist or a womanizer, a woman hater, whatever, you know, he sits back at the White House while a black man you know, administers the oath to a woman. In my opinion, it's pretty historic, pretty unprecedented. Can they give credit somewhere? Can they, and just imagine if they would, how it would be. Just imagine what it could be like. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that to your attention. It's kind of out of the kindness playbook is all. All right, Kurt, any, you were looking up something, right? Do you have answers on that? Hmm. I can't remember what I was looking up. So, yeah. uh, there you I, go. We didn't find a black, uh, you know, justice, uh, you know, um, bringing All right. forth. All Anna Navarro. Do you know who that is, Kurt? Oh, it seems like a it's a lady on the name, View. Doesn't. All right, that must be a TV show. Well, the View is a TV. Uh, it's ABC's TV show, but it's you know kind of a talk show, right, on TV. Right. Anna Navarro said that White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows may only have a job because there's no one left to replace him. That's what she said on The View. <laughs> Kurt, do you want to respond to that? So she said, can you say it one more time? <laughs> sure. Mark Meadows may only have a job because there's no one else left to replace him. In other words, the president's just out of people that could really serve, and he's kicked so many people out of office. And the inference is that Donald Trump is so hard to get along with, so evil, he's kicked so many people out He's to where there's just nobody left to serve anymore, Kurt. That's the only reason Mark Meadows has a job. Well, it's, to me, Sam, it's almost one of those things you don't even re want to respond to because it's so silly. Uh, you know, there's, there's plenty of good uh, people. You know, we could, we could uh, you know, list... You know, ourselves, uh, you know, I mean, you could be a great uh, chief. So there's staff, no one left you know. to replace him. And uh, now Sam Bushman should be able to go on The View to volunteer, don't you think, Kurt? Right. I could come on and say hi, and Sam Bushman here, nationally syndicated talk show host of Liberty Roundtable Live, IT man and engineer by trade, put together many radio networks and many media outlets myself. Uh, I have broadcasted live from... The inauguration of the President of the United States. I have broadcasted live from the Republican National Convention. Uh, you know, CNN was there. I was there. You know, were you there, Ann, by the way? Just wondering. I'm, you know. And so I've been in the media for well over 25 years. I was one of the top 250 talkers in the nation. 
I've written software uh, for my industry as well. Or, you know, I've created software for my industry, had programmers write it, but it's my idea, my brainchild, my software. Uh, okay, and, and I'm volunteering. And when you say there's no one left to replace them, I'm ready to go, Ann. That would be my response, Kurt. And the reason I respond like that is because I think there are hundreds like me, Kurt. I don't think I'm just the most unique person on the planet or I'm the most qualified or any of that kind of stuff. I think there's a lot of people that would fit that bill in that are qualified. And I think somebody needs to politely kind of challenge her on that negative view of the president. Again, the inference is everybody's sick of Donald. He's on his way out. He's just so hostile. He can't get along with anybody. Everybody with him, is he's destroyed and is gone. Okay, Ben Carson is delighted to serve with the president. I'd be delighted to serve with the president. Now, you've just taken on a black surgeon to a white talk show host. And the Jews are running around in defense of the president. Uh, And so, you know, really, they're just dishonest in their narrative. And so here's what's interesting. They want to say President Trump lies every time he gets on the stage. But and just lied, Kurt. The White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, may only have a job because there's no one else to fill the position. That's a lie. Now you would say, well, Sam, that's just hyperbole. She's entitled to her opinion. That's right. And so is the president. And if the president doesn't believe wearing a mask makes sense, even though scientific community in and out turns on 180 degrees from what they've said for decades, and he disagrees, well, he has the right to his own thoughts and beliefs, just like Ann does. See, you can't have it one way and not the other, Kurt, is the point. When is a lie a lie versus when is a lie an opinion? Or not a lie, but an opinion. Or when is it I have a right to my own thoughts on the matter, even though you or maybe scientists disagree? Is it a lie? Is it bending the truth? See, who decides the truth? The only truth teller that I know that completely be uh, 100% accurate in defining the truth would be God Almighty, Kurt. I do my best to align with the truth, but I'm even far from it, Kurt. Hmm. Good point. All right. I thought I'd bring that to your attention. Speaking of that, let's talk about the coronavirus. 45%, Kurt, you say? Um, In this, um, uh, the piece, uh, let's see. All right. Here it is. 45% of Florida COVID-19 deaths misclassified analysis comes as fatality rates drop sharply nationwide. It's from your stories from yesterday, Kurt. Anyway, very interesting, interesting headline, in my opinion. Let me repeat this. The first batch. Okay, good. Well, yeah, I just mixed them into two batch, one batch, because they're the same day. But, you know, I started with the first batch, and I usually go to the second batch after the first batch. See how irrational I am? 45%. Of Florida COVID-19 deaths were misclassified. That analysis comes on the heels of rates dropping sharply across the country. Are they going to admit now when President Trump says it's going away and it's not as big of a deal as they want it to be? Are they going to admit he's right now, Kurt, or no? I don't think so. Do you? No. They're just going to say that study's flawed and whoever did it's probably, you know, uh, uh, part of the Me Too uh, hate movement or whatever, right? They're pre- preying on women and whatever. I don't know. All I'm saying is they won't yep. give acknowledgement anywhere. But if you ask my opinion, I'm sad that this 45% were miss. What is it called? 
misclassified. Misclassified. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry about that. I hope that gets corrected. But if that's the case, and if the what's going down, Kurt? Well, they call them fatality rates. Okay, fatality rates dropping what, Kurt? There's a word there used. Sharply. Dro- sharply. Dropping sharply. That, to me, is phenomenal news on every count. Amen. So the numbers we've been told are way high because of the misclassification. <laughs> Sad mm-hmm. that it happened, but good that the truth can come out. And the great fatality point. rates are dropping sharply. In my opinion, that's just great news everywhere. Mm-hmm. Anything else on this one? I I think it pretty much... All right. Tell us about General Flynn, it. Kurt. Well, if you're not familiar with who General Michael Flynn is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this next piece comes to us from the Western Journal uh, under their Election 2020 section. It says, General Flynn, quote, or colon, stand with me, renounce the left, hold the line. Uh, Michael Flynn, we must be prepared to defend our freedoms with our very lives. Now, if you're like, well, um, who is General Flynn or Michael Flynn? He was the one that was tapped, uh, the general that was tapped by the president in the early days of the 2016, after the 2016 election, to basically run our um, um, our intelligence um, efforts. And, uh, you know, sadly, uh, because of what I believe are... Uh, things uh, are crimes way beyond uh, you know Watergate etc um, he has been uh, you know sidelined uh, and uh, basically made to um, you know uh, put up his house and try to um, uh, in other words to fund his uh, uh, legal defense etc and uh, you've got courts doing just uh, uncalled for things uh to keep him sidelined and yet he uh you know he continues to jump in there one of yeah, our this favorite is where i would go uh, back to ann kurt this ann navarro mm-hmm. lady and say you know you want to talk about everybody leaving the white house you know you may have been uh, involved in the way that they treated michael flynn but michael flynn has a headline here for you michael flynn stand with me renounce the left Hold the line. We must be prepared to defend our freedoms with our very lives, Kurt. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. And he's supported by a great uh, legal mind that we've had on the program. I'm trying to remember her name right now, but she's just uh, fantastic. And she's she did the License to Lie book, you know. All right, there you have it. All right, thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live, lovingliberty.net. Donate today and spread the word, will you? God save the republic. Broadcasting live. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October 27th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is Hour 2 at 2. 
and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Kirk Crosby's with me, and uh, we were talking last hour about General Michael Flynn. And he says, stand with me. Renounce the left. Hold the line. We must be prepared to defend our freedoms with our very lives. He's right. It's an incredible statement. And in the attack that Ann Navarro or Navarro said that Chief of Staff Mark Meadows only has a job because there's nobody left to fill the job. There's plenty of people to fill the job, ma'am. You just lied on The View. And somebody should call you out politely about it and say that's not true. I would like to humbly come on your program and articulate why I would be willing to serve with the president and why I think there's many like me and Ben Carson, and I mean, I could go on and on, who are willing to serve with the president. And so, you know, quit being so divisive. But Michael Flynn has an important point. And right before the end of the hour, Kurt Crosby brought up a legal mind that is defending Michael Flynn. And uh, so I looked up who it is just to make sure that we could, you know, provide that to you because she's worth mentioning. Her name is, she's an author, and her name is Sydney Powell. And Sydney Powell wrote an incredible, I mean, incredible book called License to Lie. Sydney Powell, author of License to Lie, exposing corruption in the Department of Justice is a true story of the strong-armed, illegal, and unethical tactics used by headline-grabbing federal prosecutors in their narcissistic pursuit of power. Its scope, ladies and gentlemen, reaches from the U.S. Department of Justice all the way to the U.S. Senate to the U.S. FBI, not to mention the White House. Anyway, there you have it, Kurt. I just thought I'd highlight that because Sidney Powell is a bright legal mind. It is worth bringing her up, and it is worth mentioning her book because that highlights, in my opinion, <clears throat> you know, you bring up this Michael Flynn case, and General Michael Flynn says, hey, you better stand with me and renounce the left. Hold the line. We must be prepared to uh, defend our freedoms of their very lives. You know, Michael Flynn's right. Uh, I disagree with a little bit when he says, you know, the left. What he really should have done is replace that with the swamp. Other than that, though, his point's spot on, and Sidney Powell brings out even a much broader, bigger, more in-depth, more evil reality than even Michael Flynn's comments do, Kurt. But I believe that what Sidney Powell highlights, licensed to lie, they put on steroids in Michael Flynn's case. Anyway, I didn't want to drop this piece from last hour because I think there's too much there to discuss, Kurt. Well, I agree, Sam, and uh, I was just uh, remembering when we had uh, Sidney Powell as a guest on the program, and so I was looking at the uh, LibertyRoundtable.com um, audio uh, archives, uh, looking it up, and uh, you can find uh, her info there, Sidney Powell, uh, you know, right along with uh um, info about Steve uh, Stockman and others. Uh, she's been in the middle of, uh, you know, a whole lot of, well, um, corrupt uh, situations there trying to make a difference. And uh, she's Amen. a good lady. And she's uh, defending Steve lady. Stockman, too, big time. Yes. Justly so, yes. I might add. 
Good anyway, I wanted to grab that book and highlight and just I, I didn't want to just be last hour and be like, oh, man, I'm not I can't remember her name. We deal with so many people, folks, it's hard to remember everybody's name and put everything in context. Remember, radio is not like you get a, a second to stop and think and jar each other's memories and bring things up. You're live. And so in Kurt's defense, you know, uh, when you talk about Sidney Powell or whatever and remembering her book and License to Lie and having all the details in front of you, it's very difficult. Okay, and that's why I think the fact checkers are a little bit dishonest, even when it comes to Joe Biden. Because, man, when you're live and you're, you know, they're expecting you to just remember and know so many things, it's easy to get it wrong, Kurt. It's easy to not remember something. Let's not, you know, be too hard hard on anybody who is in the media uh, for whatever reasons, whether they're a talk show host, whether they're a commentator, whether they're, a, you know, president of the United States and they get interviewed all the time or whoever, a senator. It's so easy when it's live in real time to make mistakes, Kurt. It really is. And so I'm doing a little bit of defense for anybody who's in those positions. Anybody who's ever been live on a consistent basis understands that, you know what, it is so easy to misspeak, so easy to not have the facts right or to misstate something. Uh, you know, millions become billions by mistake or, you know, and you could say, well, Sam, that's just a massive amount of, I know, but there's only one letter different. And it's very easy when we talk millions and billions all the time to, to not have something correct. And so I'm kind of even defending, say, um, a lot of these people in the media, Kurt, that I don't even agree with on most things. But I am defending their position. When you're live, it's very hard to have everything at your fingertips and everything right and everything sounds smooth and everything be polished. And it's very difficult. You have to be very good to not make mistakes. Uh, and the better you are, the less mistakes you make, I grant. The more on your game, the more personality-like you are to, to deliver on the fly and have rapid-fire responses and have a great memory to remember facts and details and places and people. And, you know, the better you are at that, the better you do in the media. But I submit to you that it's very hard. And what it takes is a great deal of constant study behind the scenes. You know, people say to me when, after they, you know, hear me do an interview or whatever, they go, Sam, how do you know all that stuff? How do you remember all that stuff? How do you – and I – I don't mean to sound like I know everything because I by far don't. I mean, I don't, but I do study hard and I do work at it and I do take notes and I do prepare for the broadcasts. And I, you know, and it reminds me of a sports uh, announcer, <clears throat> you know, the best sports announcers will tell you how hard they study to remember names and places and dates and people and events and circumstances. And, and that's why they can go off and go, you know, back in 1976, uh, this guy got his start in the game, and you know, then they go on and they say, you know, since then, you know, I don't know if you know this, but he's an incredible home run hitter now, and he, um, you know, used to not be very good at it at all, but he practiced on the side of his daddy's barn, and before you know it, he came back next season, and from eight, 84 on, he was, you know, this, and they know all these things because they study hard. They study the players and the people and the details and the stats, and they... And they also have uh, statisticians that support them and bring information to the, to the uh, game for them and highlight it on the board, and they can look over and go. But they can't just do it on the fly. They've got to be familiar with it all. Even if a statistician puts up that stuff for you, unless you know how to put it in context and, and interpret it and understand it and apply it, that only happens from studying the game. And, okay, I use that to kind of illustrate our role in politics. We do that stuff. Okay. Now we could have come up with Cindy Powell's name faster if we just had a producer that that's all they did or fact checkers. That's all they did was look up things for us on the fly and feed it in our earpiece. Some of the big talk show hosts have that kind of staff and that kind of support. All we have is me and Kurt. And so Kurt remembers something in the last 20 seconds of a segment. I can't look it up. I'm trying to do the outros and run the board and, and finalize the, but on the break, I look it up and give it to you. 
Licensed to Lie. Author Sydney Powell. Great book. Great, wonderful lady. Amen to all that. Anyway, I do that just to give you a little bit of behind the scenes of who we are and what we do and how it works. There's only two of us. There's Sam and Kurt. We're not even together physically. We're using my radio program, software that I built called Audio Compass to connect us both so we sound like we're in studio. We're not together, so we can't see each other's cues. We can't talk on the brakes very easily and plan the next segment. You know, we've got, you know, people leaving and people coming and different things happening, so we've got to coordinate uh, you know, people in places and things got to, on one of the breaks, got to say our prayers with our families, got to, anyway, I don't mean to make it too personal, but I do want you to know who we are and what we do. We do the very best we can, but man, is it hard to keep up on everything. Home Depot co-founder in the news, Kurt. Well, that's right, Sam, and a uh, good point. Um, you know, he, the headline reads, uh, you know, from Breitbart, as you said, Home Depot co-founder, colon, Joe Biden tax plan would put middle class in peril. Um, you know, it sure doesn't look like it would be a good uh, program to pursue uh, even Home Depot uh, co-founder. I'm surprised he would actually say something uh, simply because they typically uh want to you know hold yeah, back but you know what Kurt, you're seeing more people in the recent like last 90 days stand up for trump and stand up against biden than you've seen in my whole lifetime of being on the radio more people are, from unique places are starting to stand up from kanye Good west point. to this co-founder of home depot to um mr flynn to sydney powell to when i could just keep going right we're seeing more and more Mark Meadows. We're seeing more people start to stand up and say, hey, this isn't about Trump. I mean, it is because we're standing with him, but it's about a bigger picture of morality and honesty and integrity and the truth. And this Home Depot co-founder guy is just going, hey, I don't want my middle tax, you know, ox gourd, my middle class tax ox gourd. I don't want that. And I know my workers are in that position. I don't want that to happen to them. See, when it gets really personal, people start to kind of stand up and go, whoa, hold on, wait. And then this comment from General Michael Flynn, repeat that comment, Kurt, comes right back to mind. Think if you're this Home Depot co-founder guy and you see Biden's plan and you go, oh, my goodness. Now read this. Where he says, uh, stand with me, renounce the left, hold the line. We must be prepared to defend our freedoms with our very lives. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the uh, Home Depot um Founder, co-founder, his name is Ken Langone, L-A-N-G-O-N-E. Um, and, uh, you know, he's appeared on the Fox Business Show and, uh, you know, was pretty out, outspoken about this whole thing. Well, that's good news. It's Ken Langone? Yes, sir. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A whole lot more in seconds on your radio. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is 
money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Do we reflect about our future and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. Whether you are poor, middle class, or rich, it ain't gonna happen. A book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call Caritas in the U.S. Well, ladies and gentlemen, oh, sorry about that. I was liking that nice music that you always put together, Sam, and you always have such a good, uh, you know, different uh, pieces of tunes for folks to hear, Uh, and uh, you do such a good job producing and everything else that you do. Um, But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the next piece that I have on the list here that Sam has so graciously agreed to go go with, it says, uh, Twitter changes retweet functionality to add friction before election um you know now sam um i don't know if you could explain a little bit how do you add friction how do you change retweet functionality i think i heard a little bit about this and understand something where i guess if you you're thinking of retweeting something it'll come up and say are you sure you want to do this or you know something like that is that is that basically what's happened is that how you understand it yeah that's part of it kurt but i think it goes beyond that and i don't think we've been given all the details of what friction means kurt all right so they say social media site twitter is reportedly altering how retweets work on his platform ahead of the November election in an attempt to, they say, prevent the spread of what it considers, quote, misinformation on the platform, Kurt. So they are adding friction, which is what they call extra clicks. All right. So, for example, remember how the New York Post did a bombshell? Biden bombshell? Yes. Troy? Mm-hmm. Well, if I wanted to retweet that, Kurt, they'd just make it harder for me to do so. Now, they're saying that it's just extra clicks. That it's just like, are you sure you really want to do this? Kind of letting you know. They say, we're altering how retweets happen. 
But I have an opinion, Kurt, about this that I really want to drive home. Call me a conspiracy theorist if you choose. But what I would call for is an absolute open investigation into the tactics of Twitter. Okay, Jack Dorsey's out of control. He hates the Donald, and he's doing everything that he can to, to make things difficult. And so they've, they've done all kinds of things, Kurt. You've heard of what's called shadow banning, right? You know what that means? Doesn't that basically mean, uh, you know, like say um, they they don't agree with somebody, then it's harder to find them or something like that? Is that is that how that means? Yeah, it means that let's say I got a million followers, but yet if I, you know, send out my comments, my whatever, whether they're my original tweets or whether they're retweets, whether they're posts, whether they're likes, whether they're, again, all these networks have different terms for different ways to promote and share and uh, back and, uh, you know, content, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we want to slow down the spread. And so what we're going to do is we're going to shadow ban, which means we're not going to let it really go to all your people. We don't want you to have that much influence. So what it really is is called influence throttling is the word that I would use to describe this, Kurt. Okay, so if I'm a big influencer, they're going to throttle my influence. They're going to slow it down. If I retweet, in the past it would go to everybody like, boom. Now they're going to say, let's let it go to like 20 people at a time over the next several days, okay? They're altering how retweets work on their platform. So let's not let it go to certain people till after the election. You know what I mean, Kurt? And let's not let well, it go to some people at all. So whether you, you know, want to Sam, use the, the whether you want to use the shadow banning idea, whether you want to use the flat out blocking idea, whether you want to use the slowdown or the throttle idea, all these ideas, in my opinion, come back to uh, election tampering, and come back to this idea that hey, what if they don't let Sam's tweets go out at all, Kurt? They don't shut down my account. They never tell me. I just don't. Let my followers just don't see all that I do. And so I personally believe we really need to have an open investigation into uh, this. Because if it's done right before the election, does it amount to election manipulation and tampering? News they find legitimate, in their view, rolls forth. Uh, news from, say, the New York Post about Joe Biden, which has a lot of legs in truth, but it hasn't been 100% vetted yet, gets shut down. They put themselves into the high-tech hot seat for election manipulation is the bottom line, Kurt. Well, it seems like, and remember, uh, you know, in the early days of our, uh, I guess you could say, media experience, we were told stuff like, well, if you're going to run for office, uh, then you can't be on the radio, um, you know, because that uh, gives you an unfair, what would you say, exposure to the people, and so it's almost like a um, an in-kind donation um, whereas if, if, uh, remember this, uh, we would talk about it and say, well, if you're going to be on the radio every day and you are a candidate, then we're going to have to have the, the opposition guy against you be on the same number of hours or minutes or, you know, stuff like that. Um, and that seems to have long gone, you know, at least when it comes to, uh, um, you know, the liberal side, uh, long gone in the ash heap, uh, because you see, uh, for, you know, example, the Washington Post, the New York Times, and so many others, well, you know, like the 44 media pieces we talked about that were literally uh, saying that they backed uh, 
the former vice president, um, Biden. Yeah, so if you um, have media outlets literally claiming who they back via op-ed and agenda, and then you have them literally then in bed with tech companies, and then you slow down or create friction on certain people's uh, influence, and then you don't do it to others, or you do it on certain stories or certain tweets, or okay, there needs to be an open investigation into this fraud, in my opinion, Kurt. Because what be, they're just well, admitting that they're slowing it down with extra clicks. But what really are they doing, Kurt? That's exactly How deep right. does it go? Let me give you an example. The next headline you have illustrates perfectly, Kurt. The Department of Justice, quote. Mm-hmm. Well, it says Google paid mobile carriers a billion dollars last year to dominate smartphone searches. Um, Sam, that's a lot of money. Um, and it's also, there's a reason they're paying that. It goes back to what you've taught us for years, and that was uh, he who owns the media makes the rules. If Google uh, you know, pays these mobile phone carriers a billion dollars, they want something for it, Sam. Um, you know, uh, just like when they give a million dollars to some pol- politician, they... They really want, um, you know, like if Joe Biden gets uh, three and a half million from some lady in uh, Moscow, you know, through his son, they're going to want something for that money. Don't you think? Oh, without question. Yeah. And you know what? I just watched Mickey Willis's Plandemic, Kurt. Mm-hmm. He's the director of Plandemic, the movie series Plandemic. Um Plandemicseries.com is the website for that. But I bring this up because it highlights about Google's role and how they manipulate the media and everything else. And so when you have this scenario like this, it gets scary. The Department of Justice saying Google paid what? A billion dollars to dominate smartphone searches? And then Twitter yeah, now a changing. thousand million dollar bills. Now Twitter changing the functionality right before the election. And Byron mm-hmm. York chimes in, Kurt. Well, that's right, Sam. And, uh, you know, the headline there says uh, basically uh, that's on the next page there. That's right. Yeah. Good, Media good ignores there you spontaneous go. Trump rallies. So what you have now, whereas this and ladies like nobody supports Donald. But yet the media yeah. is ignoring spontaneous Trump rallies. Who's putting together these spontaneous Trump rallies, Kurt? Well, Sam, uh, it it goes back to our early days in politics. I remember, uh, you know, at least being more more vocal about it and more participant, I guess you could say, or participating in it. Um, I remember one of the campaigns were out on the street corner, you know, holding signs, and, you know, we had volunteered. Nobody was paying us, and we found out that um, one of the other guys, it happened to be the Chris Cannon campaign, their, quote, volunteers were paid volunteers, Sam. Uh, but anyway, these spontaneous Trump rallies, some of them happen just because people want to get together and show their support, Sam. And, um, you know, they just, you know, and uh, it's kind of like the other day I was being interviewed by um, a local media piece uh, about this whole idea simply because, you know, I'm right next to... Uh, uh, selling the honey and the, the Trump signs and the Trump hats and all that kind of stuff right next to a group that came literally here to Utah to uh, s- 
sell these flags and different things and they came all the way from New Orleans Sam and so the uh, local Deseret News guys are there trying to interview and figure this out and I thought of uh, Ron Paul's quote freedom is popular yes it is the spontaneous rallies are being ignored by the press it gets worse people are getting beat up if they're too spontaneous proclaiming liberty across the land you're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Amy Coney Barrett has been confirmed as the nation's 115th justice on the Supreme Court. My fellow Americans, even though we judges don't face elections, we still work for you. I will do my job without any fear or favor and that I will do so independently of both the political branches and of my own preferences. I love the Constitution and the democratic republic that it establishes, and I will devote myself to preserving it. Democrat Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts. Originalism is racist. Originalism is sexist. Originalism is homophobic. For originalists, like Judge Barrett, LGBT stands for let's go back in time. Originalism is just a fancy word for discrimination. USA Radio News. Okay, some good news during a challenging time for everybody, and this could really help. You may know hundreds of thousands of people have already made the switch to MediShare, which is the affordable alternative to health insurance. And with so many people looking at how they pay for health care right now, seeing premiums going up or the cost of COBRA plans, MediShare has a special offer, and a lot of people are taking advantage of it. Simply apply by October 30th, and they will waive your new member fee. That's $170 savings. And, of course, that's just a start. The typical family saves $500 a month after making the switch. MediShare is a Christian community that has shared over $4 billion in medical bills, and it's worked beautifully for decades. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Unrest turns to looting, arrests, and injured police officers in Philadelphia Monday afternoon as police shoot a man armed with a knife. 27-year-old Walter Wallace Jr. was having an altercation with another man when police arrived. Mr. Wallace turned his attention to police and was approaching officers. He was commanded to drop the knife but didn't, according to police. Officers began to retreat, and when the suspect was about 10 feet away and ignoring commands, police opened fire. The police officers then rushed Mr. Wallace to the hospital where he later died. Police Commissioner Danielle Outlaw at the scene talking with the I'm here to listen. I don't have answers for what happened today, but, you know, I understand. I understand what you're feeling. An unidentified man at the scene vents to 6 ABC Action News in Philadelphia. They didn't use a taser. They didn't use a taser. They didn't use a taser. And why are officers in the community that's not of this community? They're not of this community. So when they come down here to police this community, they're scared. USA Radio News. All right, I got a sad tale to tell. Amy Comey Barrett, top of the hour, demonstrates her ignorance of the Constitutional Republic, which we enjoy. Listen up. Here's Amy herself. I love the Constitution and the Democratic Republic that it establishes, and I will devote myself to preserving it. 
Hey, Kurt, we don't have a Democratic Republic, buddy. Well, the one nice thing is at least she mentioned Republic. Because um, so many times you get these officials in there and they're like, our uh, democracy. And then you think, man, they've never pledged allegiance, apparently, you know. Yeah, but it doesn't say I um, pledge allegiance to the Democratic Republic. No, but um, at least in her defense, I will say at least she said the word republic. That's right. That's for sure. You know, thanks. Anyway, I pray that she understands the difference. Again, we can all slip into it. You know, commentary, we hear it so much. We've been propagandized so much that it could just be a, you know, I agree we have some democratic principles in our constitutional republic. But I don't believe we have a democratic republic. You got the democratic republic of the Congo kind of a thing. You don't have that for the United States. So our prayers are that she's just made a mistake. Anyway, Byron York, media ignores spontaneous Trump rallies. That's absolutely the truth. That's election fraud, ladies and gentlemen, to continue to ignore anything positive about the president. Now there's a man and a girlfriend, Kurt, we want to tell you about. They're Trump supporters. I I don't know if they were involved in a spontaneous rally, though, but there you go. Well, in this case, uh, Western Journal's got the piece. This is Oklahoma City, Sam. Um, And uh, what happened is a couple of people, they say, were beaten in Oklahoma City after a fight broke out at a gas station over a flag supporting President Donald Trump. Uh, And this is according to KOCO-TV and, of course, Western Journal. Uh, they said a victim and a witness told them that the fight was politically motivated, broke out over a Trump 2020 flag that was displayed on the back of a truck. Truck had pulled into a gas station in Bricktown early uh, before the early in the morning before the altercation. Victim stated he and some other people pulled up to a gas pump. Uh, according to Sergeant Megan Morgan of the Oklahoma City Police Department. Um, that's when a verbal altercation ensued between the victim and the suspect. Um, police say the argument turned violent and the victim and his girlfriend were both punched so hard that the man was bleeding from his nose, mouth, and both eyes. you got to get punched pretty good for that. Uh, he had to get 28 stitches in his forehead, according to a GoFundMe that was set up for him by his friends. Um, the Trump 2020 flag was also ripped off the truck. Uh, officers attempted to speak with the remaining motorcycle riders, which were on the scene. However, they were uncooperative in nature, refusing to provide any of the suspects possible information and cited the usual anti-police rhetoric. The incident is still under investigation. So the bottom line, Police, though, is we're not going to find out yeah. who committed this crime at all. Is what we're saying. So right. these these anti-Trumpers literally beat the tar out of a man and a woman, and there's going to be no accountability. See, in my opinion, this should be all over the news, and shame should go out to those who committed this crime. Good point. Okay, just because they have a Trump 2020 flag. What if there was a Biden 2020 flag on a truck, and they pulled in, and they got beat up? I'd be saying the same thing. Turnabout's fair play. I'd be saying the same yes. thing. Shame on them, and we need to prosecute those who are who are responsible for this, Kurt? And this idea that we're going to remain silent and not have, uh, you know, the laws upheld in our country is wrong. And even if it was a Biden uh, supporter and his wife or girlfriend or whatever that got beat up, and hey, that's wrong. If somebody rolls in with a with a Biden flag, I'm not going to create an altercation and fight with them. I politely disagree. 
I'd still hold the door for the woman. Uh, I'd still uh, be kind if they dropped something or whatever else. If I could say, hey, you dropped your wallet or whatever, I'd be kind to them. We need to have more of that, Kurt. And This is what bothers me about this. But when it's Trump supporters, it almost seems like they think, well, they deserve it. I don't think even Biden supporters deserve that kind of behavior, Kurt. I don't. It's wrong. It's got to stop. All right, Kurt wants to tell you about some photos. Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. And, yeah, this this headline from Breitbart says, Photos, colon, 75,000 car MAGA parade in Miami. Hundreds of Cray C for Trump MAGA boaters in Jacksonville. Now, uh, what they're talking about, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is, you know, the, more of these uh, spontaneous um you know, events, I guess. Uh, so it wasn't but, a mega um, parade. It was a MAGA parade. you got to listen to the words Kurt's using here, right? Yeah, MAGA, M-A-G-A, Make America Great Again. Um, and uh, they said an estimated 75,000 cars rallied for Trump in Miami. Um, 75,000 cars, I thought cars, that was all Sam. controlled by the Cubans that hate the Donald because he's a racist. Yeah, and 75,000 cars, Sam. I mean, 1,000 cars is quite a lot, isn't it? 2,000? That's a lot. Uh, 75,000 cars caravanning for Donald J. Trump in Miami. That's, uh, wow. But there's also, um, what, dozens in, uh, what, Jacksonville also? Well, yeah, you know, you got the... You've got the uh, boat people, you know, basically getting together, uh, you know, having their, uh, um, you know, thing out on the water. Um, and, you know, people are just trying to show their support. And, I mean, they're not being paid, Sam. Uh, these aren't uh, people like that. These are people that they seriously feel strongly about it. Like, you would not believe, like I told you about the interview I had uh, last Saturday, and yet, Still, I haven't seen anything written about it, uh, but um, you would not believe the. Well, wait a minute! What did you say in the interview, people? Kurt? You were probably positive what? on Trump. Well, yeah. Uh, well, I'm and not going to report that. You're just some whacked uh, out nut over there. Well, I know. I just thought I'd find out what they wrote to to when I finally did see it well um, here's the deal if you would have done something wrong so they could trash you they would have but since you were like a normal moral yeah, good point common sense upstanding articulate right all these things what are they going to do with you so they say nothing right mm. now if you had yeah, grabbed some girl's point. butt or done something like that you'd be in the news buddy see if you're a trump supporter it's got to go down like that uh, if you're a normal, common-sense, average American that represents millions of us, then they're not going to let your narrative get out. So they're just going to simply say nothing. It's not even newsworthy, Kurt. Now, between you and yeah. me, it really is. And I think that the point we're making here on the radio right now is millions of Trump supporters everywhere are getting beat up and ignored. And Well, let me give you this headline. Um, Byron York, Media. Ignore spontaneous Trump rallies. They also ignore um, common sense, upstanding Trump supporters. They don't want the world to know there's any of you people, Kurt. Right? And I know it sounds crazy. That's a good point. All right. Anyway, 75,000 cars. That is a few, my friend. 
not only is it going on in, in what, Miami, it's going on in Jacksonville, too, right, Kurt? One of the states they say Trump's about to lose? Well, yeah, Sam. And, uh, you know, you just got to ask yourself, well, wow, you know, I mean, that's um, a lot of cars, 75,000 Sure cars. wish I could be a loser like that, huh, Kurt? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> All right, Dateline I'm, Cotton, Kurt. Well, we're talking about Tom Cotton. Is that in this a senator case, or congressman? Um, what is he? I think he's a senator, Sam. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and and he's talking about um, uh, this, uh, you know, New York Times endorsing Joe Biden. And he says uh, they claim to be bipartisan, but he says it's a joke. And and it's it's more of this thing that we've been talking about uh, where the media gives what we would call... um, um, contributions uh, or support um, and yet um, they don't really list it as a uh, uh, contribution as far as I know Sam you know amen to that this is it this senator's a Republican from Arkansas and he basically uh, you know has slammed uh, the New York Times for endorsing Joe Biden while they claim to be bipartisan and uh, he was on the Fox News as uh, Fox and Friends uh, talking about it, uh, you know. So it's just, um, at least to me, more of that situation where you see the media openly uh, supporting certain people and certain principles. But know. at least Cotton got to make the point. Yeah, that's exactly So, right. again, this is what I mean by there's kind of more of this, at least. There's more yeah. people standing up. It used to be to where 90% of the Trump abuse no one even fired back except for guys like Sam Bushman or whatever, Kurt Crosby. Now, Good every point. time they make a point, somebody stands up and says, well, hold on, wait a minute. That's not like it is for me. That's not the way I see it. Wait a minute, hold on. And they're getting more of that, which is good news. Not that I want to see fighting in America, but I do want polite stand-up for what is right every time. Disneyland in the news. I guess they're not very happy, Kurt. Liberty Roundtable Live, details in seconds. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular 
are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we want to thank you for your participation. We know that uh, you have plenty of choices, uh, opportunities to use that precious time, and we thank you for using some of it, um, well, with us. And thank you uh, once again, especially uh, for that, as well as any any support you do throw our way. Yeah, the like billions uh, of dollars, that kind of deal. LovingLiberty.net, <laughs> donate today, baby. Good point, Sam. By yeah, the way, the headline, every penny uh, we would use would be go straight to promoting the new media taking center stage, folks. That's what we would do with every good, penny. Good point. Uh, the next piece that uh, is on the list uh, says, uh, headline from Breitbart, Disneyland president blasts California over restrictive reopening rules. Um is uh, are you planning a trip to Disneyland anytime soon? Actually, I was planning a trip in twenty 2020, twenty or twenty twenty one to Disneyland, Curtin. I was going to go, and we all had it planned, and then I canceled it because of the COVID, uh, and, and I wasn't going to go. And then I got talked back into going, but then it's closed, and now it's closed for who knows how long. Um, but they've opened up the Florida Disney World counterpart, if you will, and it just shows that what state's hostile and what state's friendly. Um, I get that we need to be careful. I get that we shouldn't, you know, be flipping about COVID. I understand all that. But at the same time, I also understand, look, people's jobs depend on this. It's not only Disneyland and the jobs provided there, but it's all the infrastructure around Disneyland, all hotels and restaurants and other entertainment venues and stores and trinket shops and souvenir shops. And everybody depends on this, Kurt. So anyway, we've now decided not to go to California. We're going to go to Florida instead, Kurt. Well, I think that's a smart move. And Sam. a family uh, member even brought up, well, what if Disneyland opens? Are we going to go back to Disneyland? And we all said no. So, Kurt, well, this is just I mean, insanity by the governor. And I don't blame this Disneyland president for blasting California over the restrictions here. It's out of control. They don't have yeah, the right to see. single out an employer like Disneyland and say, you can't commence. Um, it, it, this is an example where I've told you that, you know, before we used to have most people silent. Now, even people, I don't know if this guy's liberal or not or what he is, but I know this, the likelihood of a Disneyland president taking on a governor that blatant, that in your face, would have never happened before this COVID, before this media manipulation. People are standing up like you've never seen before, Kurt. And the uh, president there of Disneyland is uh, named Ken Potrock. I don't know, P-O-T-R-O-C-K. Um, and uh, they say other theme park executives have also blasted the California government over their restrictive rules. Uh, they say that uh, the park can only be allowed to open at 25% capacity. Um, you know, they 
I'm just amazed they haven't already declared bankruptcy. But uh, they say only nine of the state's uh, 58 counties are currently at what they call the lowest tier. Now, you know, because they've got this uh, deal where you got to be under 2% uh, positive tests for the people. And, you know, and the president, uh, you know, was told uh, when they first, you know, that we started the whole Chinese flu or whatever, uh, that, hey, we got to do a lot of testing. And so then he geared that thing up and, you know, basically made it so you could do massive amounts of testing. And and that has been used by these uh, folks uh, on this Wuhan virus to basically still control and lock down. They say uh, Disney announced it would be laying off 28,000 employees uh, in its parks division in California and Florida. Um, I bet they'll be opening more, though, in Florida as they're... Uh, well, it's already well, open more. Well, more opened Kurt. up. Yeah. They're already doing I mean. business in Florida, Kurt. Cool. Right, Sam? I think it's great. And again, I understand. I understand that corona is dangerous, and I understand we need to be careful. I understand why they're trying to open and kind of restricted whatever where people can spread out. I think that should be up to each company personally, but I understand the point. But to say Disneyland of California can't open at all? Kurt, it's out of control. Just completely out of control. So anyway, when the Disneyland president you know, can... Uh, what is it? Pot Rock. Pot Rock. Blast California over restrictive opening. They're also considering legal action, Kurt. Did you see that part? Well, I think that's, you know, uh, very... Uh, uh, that's in response to Newsom's, that's the governor's, strict reopening protocols. I mean... Yeah, I just wish they'd quit talking about king. these lawsuits and just sue right now. Get on it. it. Get it done yeah. yesterday and stop right. this belligerent government out of control lockdown. That's it's got to exactly stop. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, good for Ken Potrock. I'm just not used to that yep. name there, you know. I anyway, understand. good for Ken and good for Disney, and let's get it done. Open up. Move along. Come on now. 11 days before yeah. the election, Kurt. Right. Well, in this case, it's right now. We're clear down to a week, but this was a you know story from just a little while back, yeah. Yeah, I'll take out That's 11 right. and just put days before the election. The reason that I there said the 11 is so that you could find it. But, yeah, it's days oh, before the election yeah. now. But if I said days and you were looking for ele- uh, days, you wouldn't find it because you'd see 11. See what I mean? Oh, so days yeah, before the election, right. Trump gets massive peace news from the Middle East, Kurt. Well, and Sam, uh, it's, been, it's been just an onslaught of these reports about, you know, everybody getting along in the Middle East, right? Um, and yet... Uh, Imagine if this had happened with uh, Obama or Bill Clinton. Oh, it'll be touted I mean, as it, the next best thing since sliced bread, buddy. Right, exactly. But you and don't yet, hear about uh, it anywhere. Just dead. Not even mentioned. That's exactly Trump picked right. his nose last night. Whatever. I don't know. Exactly know. itching the side of his nose. But hey, there you go. Right. Well, and it and it shows how um, you know at least. I think you can promote the cause of peace and, you know, and that whole idea. Not by, if you want war. You know, that's very true. So you're right. Anyway, great news on that. 
there's also experts speaking out about economic news, Kurt. Well, that's right, Sam. I mean, they're they're saying that um, you know there's a lot of good happening uh, with the economy, even with the uh, states that are continue to be locked down. Um, you know, you have just a boatload of uh, good, you know, jobs coming back. You got uh, Philadelphia Fed. Uh, they say Philly's back. Fed manufacturing index unexpectedly surges to pre-pandemic heights. Um, I couldn't hear that part because I was talking. But um, you know, there's just anyway. This uh, is important to understand. Of... Headline on this one that I wanted. I just uh-huh. said to Kurt, do the headline because it really tells the story. We're about out yeah. of time. Experts, U.S. GDP to show massive growth not seen in decades just in time for the election. Experts are now speaking out, Kurt. Even the ones that are not Trump supporters are having to admit the economic reality, Kurt. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's just a bunch of that good stuff. But the only you question have to left is, will the, really will the hunt to find media it? promote it? No. Yeah, that's exactly right. All right, FBI is in the news now requesting an immediate interview with an ex-Biden business partner after damning accusations come out. Uh, this, you know, gives you the idea that there's more wings to the allegations than first admitted, huh, Kurt? Well, yeah, Sam. Um, you know, and this is uh, this guy who basically was put in uh, by the Bidens in there to kind of be part of the whole thing and maybe the front man, if you will, uh, along with Hunter and uh, he's just basically saying, hey, I got all the facts here. I've got the, uh, you know, um, the phones, uh, the records and all this kind of stuff. And yet, uh, surprisingly, Sam, um, a lot of media people don't even want to hear about it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I got a soundbite, a big old long soundbite that I downloaded. I'd like to play about this guy, too. He uh, tells his whole story. It's pretty good. But they also say the family Biden business venture with the communist Chinese listed Kamala Harris as a key contact. Kurt, did you see that? Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe you kind of add that up and you go, oh, maybe that's why they picked her. You know what I mean? Remember that old phrase where they say, um, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Uh, It seemed like uh, Kamala Harris was one of Biden's biggest um ad or enemies when it was uh when he was running for the uh ladies wanted you to Democratic. believe that at the time i guess there didn't they kurt <laughs> well i don't know for sure all right it sure is interesting anyway right? kamala harris um is in bed with the bidens way more than we think and the business partners um you know starting to blow the whistle and more truth is coming out about a lot of this stuff and the sad part is it won't come out in detail enough before the election because of the mainstream press holding back and protecting Biden. But the good news is Donald Trump issued another executive order. I'm not normally for executive orders, but on occasion, given gridlock in government, you got to support him, Kurt. Yep, good point. Um, and uh, sometimes people call them EOs, but executive orders. Uh, in this case, I was just trying to find the one that you're talking about. I'm on the uh, 22nd stories, which one's... I'm kind of wondering how many executive orders Donald Trump has given lately, you know. There's a bunch, Sam, really, when you look at them. I know they love uh, executive orders. I'm not really for that many. It's sad that we don't even know which one. But Donald Trump issues executive order 
targeting the federal bureaucracy, I guess is what it says. So it's oh, a pretty vague right. sucker, I'll tell you that right now. Well, this one, apparently, Sam, you have, uh, well, we've known about all this where you can't really fire, you know, these different executives or these different department heads or whatever, and yet this is uh, one that's basically set up to say, hey, if they're not doing their job, they're out. And, uh, you know, he did a whole bunch of this with the Veterans Administration a while back because uh, the VA wasn't treating our veterans right. And, uh, you know, there's a whole lot of swamp cleaning that still has to go on. And, and uh, this is just part of that as far as I can tell. Yes, but it's not surprising, is it, Kurt? <clears throat> What, that there's a lot of swamp cleaning yeah. that needs to go the, on? There's yeah, just no end point. to what kind of work. I mean, you're taking on yeah. a project that will probably never end, Kurt, in our lifetimes. Well, and uh, but thank goodness somebody's actually, you know, tried to take it on, you know. I mean, oh, yeah. Just, all we've ever it's seen commendable. is just massive growth, you know. It's commendable, no doubt. I'm just saying that, man, it's a job that, well, I'm willing to take on a lot of jobs, Kurt. I don't even know if I'm willing to take that one on. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's just massive. And I'm massive. not downing those who are taking it on. And I'm not even yeah. saying they can't get a lot done. But yeah. I think we need to remember that it's an incremental discussion. They won't get it all done. But it's kind of like the seashells or the sand dollars on the beach. You know, hey, you're not going to make That's a difference. Right. Well, I made a difference for that one. For that one, yeah, that you threw back. Good you point. know, and I get that it's a long road to hoe, and it, it, you could go negative so easy. But I think we should refuse to do that. And what we should yep. say is, hey, we're making a difference. One person, one issue at a time. And you know what? I can't worry about that, about everything. All I can do is my part. And my part that I can do, I will do. By the way, if you want to donate, lovingliberty.net, donate liberally today. It's the only time we believe in liberalism. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. For Sam and Kurt, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will restore a grand old republic. P- please get involved. Make it a great day. And choose the right, will you? Localhoneyman.com. I'm telling you, it tastes great. Localhoneyman.com. God save the republic. The Constitution.